So we get to see how the chicken is made. Not really. We get to see how the meth is moved throughout everywhere. Like New Mexico got some names for that ass as far as uh and so does Texas and Nevada and probably California. Hey, they might have thought they was making moves before, but uh Gus is taking that shit nation fucking wide. That blue shit, it's about to hit like thunder. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon, and I'm Derek. Oh, God. Kafka-esque. I had to look that yeah, shit up. Mean? I had to look it up. So, Kafka-esque is to... It's, it's, it's from a book that uh, Franz Kafka's fictional world had. It's characteristic or reminiscent of the oppressive or nightmarish qualities of his fictional world. A Kafka-esque bureaucratic office. That's literally what it means. It's something relating to Franz Kafka. Sounds like a Star Wars name. Mm. Sounds like something from uh, Final Fantasy to me. So, like, the process of applying for a green card while living in the United States is a Kafka-esque one. And during the time the application is being processed, you're not allowed to leave the country. That's the definition they give. I got a question. Yes, sir. I got a question, a random question before we get into the episode. For Mr. Polar, for Mr. Panda Bear? Well, I'm sure both of you guys want to answer this, but I don't know. Why... Why was Dr. Dre and Jermaine Dupree beefing? What the hell happened? Do y'all know? Because I was listening to the Eminem show, and they had the song Say What You Say with him and Dr. Dre, and the whole song was basically just talking shit about Jermaine Dupree. I, I, I 80 million records sold, and I ain't had to do it with 10 or 11-year-olds. What the hell happened there? I think, I don't know, because I think... um. Okay, so Jermaine has an extreme short man complex, especially when it comes to when it comes to music. He has a short man complex um, where he thinks that he 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 believes that he deserves to be on that same Mount Rushmore as as someone like Dre. Yeah, and, and Dre Puff. said in the song, "You don't uh, you don't have no business saying mine or Timberland's name." And then at the end of the song, Timberland comes on the song and tells him he can suck his dick. Like, what happened? Like, I I feel like I was into the music thing at that time, and do- I'm like a Dr. Dre super fan, and I have no idea why he was beefing with Jermaine Dupri. That that part, I don't know why this beef is, but like I said, I truly if 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 it. If it it's what it sounds like and like we we got we got this at the same time when um when versus was a thing when um when puff kept uh when jermaine dupree kept angling to try to get at puff in a versus 
And Puff said, I'm waiting for Dre. I'm not dealing with you, little nigga. Like, and, and he has a little man complex. Um, and this is like, this is recent. Like, they, he was just like, I'm not. And the Puff was just like, yo, I can just, I can beat you in a versus with just Mary and Big. Like, I don't need to, need to play anything else. Like, and like, they, they I think the rest of them. So, the so Def has some hits. That's not, I mean, he has some have, hits. Yeah, but also like, but he also has Mariah Carey hits. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, but he has a complex because he feels like he belongs on that. Okay. So apparently, apparently it all started when Jermaine Dupree claimed that he was the best producer of all time in a double XL magazine interview. And he specifically said that he's better than Dre and Timbaland in the interview. And then he he also said that he came up with G funk before Dr. Dre did. (laughs) No, check this out. Check this out. Um, on the Cypher show, Jermaine Dupree, speaking about uh, the Crisscross album, says history forgets that what is now known as G-Funk is the sound he helped pilot. He did Jump for Crisscross, and G-Thing hadn't even came out. Jump released in February, Dre dropped in November. In 92, I don't think G-Thing came out at the time when Crisscross came out. So I was actually doing that sound before Dr. Dre even started exploiting that type of sound. Those 1970 yep. funk records just resonated to me. Yep, and he, and the abuse that the West Coast used with Funky Worm, Funky Worm is in Jump already. Yeah, but he was doing G-Funk sounds on the Easy e records, in the NWA records. And that's what... Um, that's 88, 90-88. And that's what... That's what the cipher said. And JD said, that's Ice Cube and Easy E's doing, doing connected from samples. Oh, come on. Yeah, I think I think it's it's all Jermaine Dupree's little man complex. He he believes he he believes that he is he's one of them ones. And the, the his peers don't believe so. So Dr. Dre in the song says, said, been here longer than anyone in the game, and I ain't got to lie about my age. And then they had to jump in. But what about Jermaine? Fuck Jermaine. He don't belong speaking mine or Timberland's name. And don't think I don't read your little interviews to see what you're saying. I'm a giant, and I ain't got to move till I'm provoked. When I see you, I'm going to step on you and not even know it. You midget, mini-me with a bunch of little mini-yous running around your backyard swimming pool, over 80 million records sold, and I ain't have to do it with 10 or 11-year-olds. So there's no way Dr. Dre wrote that, by the way. Or maybe he did. Dr. Dre doesn't write. After Doggy Style, Death Row launched a 1994 campaign against JD and his so-so deaf artists, including the Brat and JD. In the Dog Pound's infamous What Would You Do music video, which is one of their best songs, by the way, they clowned with Snoop Dogg and Big C Style, the Atlanta Georgia-based stars. In the lyrics, Dad's chided that those acts were ganking styles, a.k.a. the Death Row sound and look. So I know that was random, but I was listening to the song today, and I didn't want to look it up because I wanted to talk to y'all first because y'all know more. But then and later in 2000, like, Jermaine signed Daz to So So Deaf. Daz Dillinger? Mm-hmm. 
By the way, Daz Dillinger on the Let Me Ride remix is fire, but I haven't heard anything else he's ever done besides that. Oh, Daz, he's he's fire. He's really good. I I have his solo album, a couple of his solo albums, but I mean, him and Corrupt with the Dog Pound, like they're unstoppable. They're one of the top, to me, top 20 groups of all time, duos of all time, rather. You really like the Dog Pound? <laughs> he's a West Coast leader. Well, you got to think, like, so, let's keep it in perspective. The Chronic album was really nothing more than a compilation, and the Dog Pound was all over that. Same with Doggy Style. Same with Murder was the case. Yeah, same was Above the Rim. So in all of these albums, they're coming out there, and they're ripping it down. It's past New York, New York, which is also a good song. And actually, New York, I mean, New I'm not York putting them up there with Outkast. I'm not putting them up there or Run DMC, but they they're pretty fucking spectacular. What are you gonna tell me next? You rock with MC8 too, nigga? Please, you know I do. Wake your punk ass up. Nothing but a Compton thing. Alondra <laughs> Rosecrans Bullets is Compton. So enough stalling. This episode was boring his, as shit. His, his verse on his verse on the Kendrick Lamar joint was fire. His verse on a lot of shit was fire. MC8 is it's just he he never recovered from DJ Quick saying E I H T. Yeah, that fits you. You ain't said the G because the G ain't in you. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. And, I didn't and, hear that. Was, wasn't he wasn't he also uh rider in San Andreas? Yeah. And he was on, yeah, uh, and he was on Minister Society. He was the one who was like, "Both y'all bitches, shut the fuck up and give me my weed back." He was a wax. And uh, um, the wake your punk ass up was the was the theme song, right? Mm-hmm. Straight up menace. Yeah, but wake your punk ass up was like his. That was his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep, no, yep, he's yep. got a he's got a lot of great songs. The West Coast in the '90s and 2000s was just a really good time, and now it's now it's more Kendrick and my man's name is Aaron, Aaron Tyler. That does not sound like a gangster to me. MC8, that's his name. Aaron Tyler. <laughs> I was I I would never say that shit to the nigga face. Exactly. Because the nigga also, is um, the, the nigga's literally a rolling 60s crip. I ain't saying shit to the nigga's face about his name. No, it's it's not him. It's uh Dub C who is the dialect coach for um for Snowfall, right? Yep. Love that show. Yeah, Dub C. So Gus is hiding the meth in the batter of his fried chicken. Uh Saul tells Jesse some of the best advice that Jesse didn't take, which is you should fucking buy this nail shop and use it to launder your money. Everybody who plays GTA knows that shit. What's up, Jesse? This episode made me so mad about how stupid fucking Jesse is. You would think mm-hmm. he would learn by now. It even seemed like he was maturing. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, he just reverted back to moron. Mm-hmm. But I think he, I think he was right on one aspect of like the beginning of this episode. Why are we giving this nigga extra shit? 
Because he's we taking got, all the risk from you. If we got extra, then how about we keep that extra? Yeah, <laughs> but Jesse, Jesse's saying why are we giving him this extra shit? Because he's mad that this nigga making ninety six million to their three, which is which is. I mean, I understand. He's, he's taking, but that's like that's the- like your homie being mad about something, and then no, let me be real. It's like your wife being mad about something, and then later on, I just thought it was funny how. <laughs> no, it's 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 literally how Jordans are made in China for like fifteen twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And by the time the person has to market it, move it, you know, all of that shit. These the are price of the brick shit. went up. Yeah, but he also, like, they have yep. the perfect setup. They have zero risk. They're None. insulated. Yep. In theory, they'll never get caught. They'll never get caught. It's completely hidden in the laundry suit. Unless somebody snitches. Mm-hmm. They can't even tell where the smell is. Mm-hmm. They got hours they can just show up to work. They ain't got to worry about no danger because they don't have to sell it. All they're doing is making it, manufacturing it, and literally pushing it out nationwide. You don't have to worry about shit. So, look, for a video game company, let's say just off the top of my head, fucking Insomniac. They just came out with the new Spider-Man. I've heard it's dope. I'm going to buy it soon. It's neither here nor there. They make... selling PlayStation game of all time? They make Spider-Man 2. They give that game to Sony, who then distributes it out to everybody. Sony charges 70 bucks for it, give or take, or 99 if you buy the, you know, deluxe edition. Do you think that Insomnia gets that money? Or do you think Sony's getting it for being the larger distributor? Like, you got to see, okay, dude, the, the, the shit you were doing on the block when you were selling it for 40 I was selling my drugs for 40 That's cool. You're in a major league now. You're literally fucking with the cartel, dude. What are you mad about? You're you so insulated right now. It's fucking at, incredible. You are a cook at McDonald's. You are so insulated yeah. from this that the people upstairs don't even know what you're doing downstairs. It's fucking awesome. That that shop, like I said, that is on some Willy Wonka shit. And Gail was like, you know, I put this shit together, right? <laughs> right. We we ain't getting the money we deserve. You know who you sound like? You sound like Taste T's girlfriend on Fear of a Black Hat. <laughs> you sound like Yoko Ono, here. my nigga. Like, just shut the fuck up and take the cash. And yeah, three hundred twelve thousand dollars is what it costs for that nail shop. But then you know what you can do? You can literally use your money instead of stuffing in the mattresses. Yep. Or come up with a better idea. Right, launder your money. <laughs> Don't just do nothing. <laughs> but I mean, that was a really fucking good idea, and it fell right in his lap. And Jesse's like, "Nah, you just want to take my 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 five percent." He was like, "Nah, nigga, it's actually 17. Yeah, he I'm say giving 17. the. That's a bit extreme. I'm. Gi- Is it though? Seventeen's a lot. Yes, for money laundering. He's basically his agent. Yeah. Agents usually get two to three percent. So hey, bro, does Jesse know how to mo- five? Does Jesse know how to launder money, or does Saul know how to launder money? 
And the reason why yeah. uh, Walt got a lower price is because Walt wasn't going to come back until he got that lower price. Nigga, negotiate. You mad about it? Negotiate. Bitch. Like, I love that. I, I, I recognized the place when Jesse walked in. Yeah, from Better Call Saul. Yep. But it's like, yo, that place is going to make you money. On top of your laundering, it's going to make you legit cash. Oh, well, I got to pay taxes. I'm a fucking criminal, yo. Bitch. I hate Jesse so much now. Criminals don't pay taxes. Yeah. He's, he's just not he's just not very bright. He's not. And I think they want to show that in this episode to really just juxtapose the difference between him and Gail. Jesse's like the person that goes to the NBA but never like evolves past where he came from. Yo, speaking of never evolving, I feel a certain sort of way about the way that the press is hitting up T Morant for all of Jaws issues. I mean, he is acting like one of the boys. But right. like Jaws said on Instagram, <laughs> you're the reason why I got to where I am. If you want to live it up, go for it. No, my th- but my but thing when is your this. son is going through some shit. Maybe you at that to... point you gotta be a father. You gotta step in and say some shit, sure. Yes. But they talking about how he throws parties. No, but see, here's the thing. When your dad wants to be a part of the crew, and when when it clearly seems like that man needs a father in his life, and you are not stepping up to the plate, someone needs but to But you're in his life. But you're in his life. But he needs a father. He does not need a homeboy. He needs a father. They said when he went in the house to pull the gun on the 17-year-old, this nigga runs out the house talking about some, John, no. Instead of, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? John, no. I don't got no problem with him partying. I'm just saying at this point, at this point, it's clear that John's been going through I, some shit. Maybe I you think, maybe you change the role a little bit for a little while. You have to, and I, and I understand John's the breadwinner. He's the, he's, he's basically the head of the family at this point, but you still have to have that understanding. I am your father. I am always going to be your father. We can be cool, but we ain't never going to be friends. There's always going to be that line. We can do things. We can have fun. But at some point, I am going to have to be your father. Exactly. When you get a little and, bit older, and, it becomes more friendly. But John's only com- like 23. And like this 20, is a well, convers- 25, something like that. And this is a conversation that it seems like they never had. It's not like he's 40 and his daddy's 60. I mean, he's 25. Mm-hmm. He's still a, he's, I mean, he's not going to say a kid, but he's still a very young man. He's a young kid, though. He is. He's he's he a very young man. He's literally just passing half my age. That's what? a kid. They brought in they brought in the perfect person to kind of show him like, yo, you can get out of this. And yeah, Marcus Smart. No. Derek Rose. But Derek Rose said uh, he ain't there to babysit that nigga. He there to take his he job. Said- He's, he said he's not there to babysit, but like, come on, dog. He, you're not taking John spot. <laughs> you're not taking John spot permanently. That like, nigga that, said, I'm here is... for your monies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, but, but if they ever sit down and have a conversation, 
he is the perfect person to be like, yo, dog, this is not where you want to be. You want to be here playing this ball. You do not want to be, you not you do not want to be involved in street shit. Because that shit is gonna take you nowhere. And mm-hmm. all of this shit can go away this the moment your knees change. Because mm-hmm. he's been there. Shit, the moment your needs change, nigga. The moment your knees change. I said, I said knees. I said. Oh, I thought you said needs. Well, not if you sign this contract. I got a call drop. I got a call drop in my mouth. I got. I'm getting over a call. NBA contracts are guaranteed. So very much so. No, and that has white folks furious. He's getting no, 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 no. Two hundred and seventy. He can. He he gonna get the money, but what happens when that contract runs out? Hey, like, same thing that happened to Jamarcus Russell, my nigga. Well, Jamarcus Russell was never. But Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell had a hundred plus guaranteed. He he was just big and strong. He but he had a hundred million plus guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So he ain't worried about shit, nigga. You can sit me down. I'm still rich. Oh, also going yeah, back to the show. Hank is still recovering in the hospital, and the doctor says there's nerve damage because of the bullet being so close to the spine, which is why Hank's not feeling anything in the lower parts of both of his legs below the knee. And he'll need extensive physical therapy to get control of his legs again. He might have a shit bag. Marie's like, I don't like the fact that my health plan won't provide the best quality of care for my husband. And her current plan only provides four therapy sessions a week. And she's like, that's also restricted to the therapist and the plans network. And it will also require nursing support and modifications to the home and medical equipment, all of which will run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, no. I love how um, the, 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 the administration lady was speaking and and scholar basically told her, can you shut the fuck up? We're talking to the doctor here. <laughs> no, I didn't like that at all. Cause she was talking to a black lady and you know what? She was right. <laughs> she was right. She asked, she asked yeah, but she doctor, was fucking rude. That was fucking rude. I didn't appreciate that shit. She asking the doctor about medical shit. And this no. woman stepping in telling you what you need to do. No, she's asking the doctor about how much will it cost for the care? What will my insurance cover? No, no. She asked the lady that. And then she was asking the doctor about about who's the best therapist and this and that. And the, and the who's the best like, therapist I, in my plan? If you're asking who's the best no, therapist no, in no, your she, plan. She's, no, 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 she, she said who's the best, best therapist, therapist, period. No, You're right. You're yeah. right. But the both of them could have like, answered that question. Either of the them. Woman, no, she... No, she don't know. And then the woman was like, I, I advise that you stay inside of your plan. And Skylar's like, I advise you shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure this shit out here. It's an A and B conversation, and you can just see your way out before DAEF you up. I, I mean, I, this there's a this this hill I'm going to die on. Skylar is right about everything except for maybe two instances. In this whole thing, one of them has already happened. Fucking Ted, like that is that that that's already happened. The other thing hasn't happened. It'll probably happen relatively soon with the way that the season has been going. Um, but Skylar is absolutely right about everything, and that's the the weird thing. Like going back and watching this again, 
makes me really it makes me feel really bad about us as a people because of what we did to the actor, the actress. Because that character, that, that her her character is just right about everything. Nigga, we we talking about Skylar like that, and you're absolutely right. Everybody owes that little kid from uh, Game of Thrones an apology. What kid? The one that was the king. When we play, was name Jeffrey? Joffrey? Jeffrey? Joffrey? Why we owe Joffrey an apology? Not Joffrey. The kid oh, who played Joffrey. Oh. <laughs> I think. I think. But we we also need. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Jake Lloyd. Um, we we owe him an apology too. He played. He played. Uh, he played young Anakin. Okay. They gave that boy hell. But I watched this video recently about um about about this show, and he talked about um the how how we uh, how we as a society did this to just women because I remember people doing this to Betty Draper from Mad Men. And he in, he mentioned someone else, but it was a show I didn't see, so I didn't understand the connection to that. But like Skylar and Betty Draper, we gave those those actresses hell. And they oh yeah, were, Joffrey's on that list. And, yeah, and the dude that played Jar Jar Binks. Now he got he got retribution for it because he ended up being, um, you know, he ended up being in the the Star Wars shows as the one who actually saved Grogu. Like that, we we're like, oh shit, it's him. We are so happy to see him, and he's doing all right. Like well, Hayden Christensen was, too. I mean, the, all the people from the prequels got held except Hayden, Obi Wan. No, Hayden <laughs> Christensen got a lot of um, got a lot of reprieve from the shows too. When he well when, now, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah. it's the same thing that happened with Jar Jar B, the guy who played Jar Jar B. Was the I'm at best. Um, like we, like we gave these people hell at the time and it just so happens with the star Wars TV shows, we were able to get back and be like, okay, we kind of did you wrong dog. So let me get this straight Rashani and Scar. So at the time that this show was going on, cause I wasn't watching it at the time, at the time, the blues, the and blues and, and like the gun was getting death threats. Yes, the blues. What? Everybody thought that Walt was right oh, about everything. And they thought that uh Skylar was just a bitch. Yep. What? And, and, I mean, Anna, I don't like some of the things Skylar does, but she's not that bad. The Anna, blues, my nigga. Anna Gunn received death threats. And we are not talking wow. just a little bit. Like they really came after that lady. Indigo, my nigga. She got the blues. That shit was fucked up. Wow. I didn't Uncalled for levels of it. Like, just imagine this came out in what, like 2009, 2010? When Twitter was truly the Wild Wild West and niggas were watching this shit and live tweeting it. And this is the first time people could reach out to stars and whatnot and really talk to them on a one-on-one. She caught hell. All the hell. Damn, I didn't know that. 
And, and the crazy part about it is, like, she played in a lot of, like, little stuff leading up to this show. And after this show, it's little to nothing. It's not. She didn't play it very much at all. So she got she got George Costanza. No. George, you, you're talking about on, like, an, an actual episode of, of Seinfeld or something? No, I mean, like, Jason Alexander is George. And everybody wants him to yeah, be no. George, or he does no. She he's adored though. She was maligned. Okay. Like she okay. can't do shit else. This is like the only other thing I could think of that is at this level of just every time you see them, it's just like, Arr! and then on the in real life, it's like Arr! because you can't separate fact from fiction. The niggas from the wire and how they feel about Stringer Bell. Oh yeah, Stringer Bell. That's that is one. Stringer Bell. It 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 took a while for me to really see Idris Elba as anything other than Stringer Bell. It actually took me seeing Luther after the fact to separate him. I saw Luther like way after the fact. I started watching Luther like way after. We should we should do an episode on that act characters that made you hate the actor. That's a great episode. I'm looking at an article about that. that people are saying they hated Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Oh yeah, yes, that that yeah. Lady, see, Dolores Umbridge as the, <laughs> just the character, like like Tilda Swinton, right? Was it Tilda Swinton that played the character? No, no, it wasn't no, Tilda. It was a, it was just some woman who just came um, out of nowhere <laughs> and just uh-huh. played Dolores Umbridge. But the thing about Dolores Umbridge is the fact that People hate her because she relates so strongly to people that they see in real life. In the world of all these yeah. magic ass niggas, all these magic motherfuckers, Dolores Umbridge is your boss. Yes. Mm-hmm. The thing about the thing that people hate her more is uh Imelda Swanton. Swanton. Um people hate her more than they hate Voldemort. Yes, by far. <laughs> because because close. Voldemort Voldemort and remember I read all these and and Nikki and I yeah, did a whole him. podcast series on these Voldemort wanted very much to kill people down racial lines you know mm-hmm. who's who can do magic and who can't those are the lines he was drawing mm-hmm. Umbridge didn't give a fuck about none of that Umbridge was just like, these are the rules. She didn't care shit about Voldemort. She didn't care shit about Harry Potter. She didn't care nothing about neither one of them. She was the racist ass motherfucker who had the rule book. She just she just loved inflicting pain. She no, no, and, and, no. But she, she didn't love inflicting she, pain. She was a Karen who, if you did not follow the she rules, was, she was a Karen with power. Exactly. That's she all she was. And everybody knows one of those. We all so know the, something. The other people on this article's list is Percy Whitmore, Whitmore from the Green Mile. Yes. Hockley from Titanic. The guy who was um, the nephew of the governor, the guy who uh, intentionally fucked up old boys, um, uh, old boys execution. The guy that was just kind of like the sniveling jerk that was Ex- on the team. Explaining it to me doesn't help. Keep going. Uh, you you seen the Green Mile? Everybody hated this dude. What are you talking keep, about? Keep keep going. Cal Hockley from Titanic. Um, Never really watched Joffrey Baratheon. 
we, mm-hmm. which we talked about. Terrence Fletcher from Whiplash, J.K. Simmons' character. <laughs> that nigga was he, awful he for was, no reason. He was evil, but evil in a way that he seemed sincere in the beginning. And the moment my man got the moment my man got on the team, it's just a switch just flipped. It was like. I'm going to be an asshole now. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, keep going. No, that was a list. It was a short list. Okay. But I think we could come up with a lot more than that, especially if you bring TV in to play. Yes. Homie from... um, Didn't people hate... Well, actually, he was kind of an asshole. Never mind. I, I forgot real life. I was about to say, didn't people hate Homie from Scandal? Which one? The black dude. Oh, um, my man, um, my man that was in Stump the Yard. I forget his name from Scandal. Yeah, nah, he was an asshole in real life. He was doing yeah, he's an asshole dumb in shit. Real life. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that 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 uh, video of him falling off that stage was hilarious. It's still hilarious because he's an asshole. So Marie finds out also that you know. In addition to therapy, her care is going to re- Hank's care is going to require nursing support, modification of the home, and medical equipment. And if she follows the procedures of the insurance company, they may never pay her back. So then Skyler, without looking at Walt, or even asking Walt, or even giving him the the black folks have a. If when me and my wife play spades, folks was like, y'all have codes. They didn't they didn't have a code. Like they didn't have even, none of this. She just went straight into, you know who can pay you? You know who can pay for all of this? Us, but really Walt. You know why? Because Walt gambles. He has a gambling problem. Did you ever know that? That Walt had a gambling problem? He does. You know, we you know me and him have personal issues, but it's all because he gambles. He gambles a lot. And so when he gambled and he lost, that was a fugue state because he was really sad because he gambled and he lost. But then he got his whole project, he got his whole system down pat. And now it's amazing because he never loses and he wins all he does is wins 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 no matter what and we can pay for it and walt's just sitting there like the fuck huh walt huh walt how much do you have right now walt huh walt how much do you have right now and walt ain't going walt's never going to turn down an opportunity to brag about how much money he's got so you know it's in the seven figures yeah that nigga got that all by gambling and we can pay for it all we can pay for it because we can do that huh walt and walt might also be looking at skylar like if i say yes this might be a chance for us to get back together but Skyler's like, this is all your fucking so fault. Of, I was so yep, proud of yep. Skyler. Yeah, Skyler, like, like the at the least she could have did before she went into this was give him that look, like, hmm? like the eyebrows just be like, huh? I mean, yeah, but that was a good ass lie. Mm-hmm. I, and she was, was like, "I know lie. you did this. I don't even need to know you did this to know that this is your fault in some way, shape, or form." Right, and and that's that's, I mean, she right, like I said, she right. It got something to do with him, but still the uh, but he but the problem is he doesn't know how it relates to him, and that's what makes this bad. Like Skylar figured this out, and somehow this is related to you, but he doesn't even know how it relates to him because he doesn't know that they sent that you know they they sent them dudes away from him to go at. And hey, 
Mm-hmm. So she right. She just don't know how right she is. She don't know why she right. Yeah, she don't know why she right. And I mean, that lie, that was a hell of a lie. That was a fantastic lie. It was so believable, too. And Walt's the type of smart nigga that would make money off of counting cards. So it was totally believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I mean, okay, so are we to believe that this man can make seven figures off of counting cards and no one's going to stop him? Well, they said she was doing it at, remember he said she wasn't doing it at casinos. He was doing it at backyard gambling shits. Yeah. But like still, like somebody notices he's winning way too fucking much. And like, maybe we, we, we need to stop this shit. Like that's kind of how it happens at casinos and in places where people do a lot of gambling, you start winning a lot because the house is supposed to always win. Eventually the niggas who win a whole lot, they get the kibosh put on their ass real fucking fast. Walt was just Walt like, great. exactly. I don't even think she knows how much money Walt got either. She don't. Because she don't know about that new deal with Gus. Yeah, but she only knows about the half, the half, the, the half mil that he showed her in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> she don't know about that contract extension he just signed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, L.A. Clippers just got a 34-year-old asshole. Man, I'm a Clippers fan, and I have mixed emotions. <laughs> you should, because there's no way Russ and James are going to work together now that they're in their 30s when they couldn't work together when they were in their 19s. That's my problem. If Russ wasn't there, James would be fine. <laughs> if James wasn't there, Russ would be fine. But the saving grace is... If James Harden's there, maybe Kawhi Leonard can just coast through the regular season, so he don't inevitably get hurt in the playoffs when we need him. I don't. I don't think James Harden is made to help other people coast. I think right. James Harden is there to. James Harden is a unicron of basketball opportunities. He's going to eat everybody he's, else's and then move on. He's a good he, point guard, though. He doesn't a, have to be a shooter anymore. He doesn't have to be a shooter anymore, but yet. He's okay with that role I mean, of being a point guard. I mean, he led he led the league in assists a couple of times in the last few years. The last two years, yeah, he has. So, like, so we know that he can do the point guard thing. We know that he can do that. And now you could get now you could put Russ off the ball, which is I don't know how that works. not necessarily. Yeah, important. okay. So Russ is a slasher because <laughs> we know his three point percentage is ass crack. So fifty percent this year though. How many has he shot? Four. Uh, close to that, yes. So, if he's a slasher and Kawhi's a slasher and Paul's a slasher, yeah, but Paul and Kawhi can shoot, so they can spot up at times. Both of them can shoot high percentage from three. I'm interested to see how this all plays out, to be honest with you. What the best way this would work is if Russ would go to the bench. <laughs> but but that's the but that's problem that they had. That's the same exact problem that they had in LA. Yeah, shit. That's not happening. But if Russ would come off the bench and play his 30 minutes, that'd be excellent. They had the exact same problem in LA. Him, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, like they had the best backup unit in the league by far. They would dominate. 
They thought the same thing in, in at the Lakers. Or James. Put Harden back. He ain't gonna do that. But put he Harden ain't on coming the off the bench. Mm mm. Ain't nobody coming off the bench here, homie. Yeah, I'm I'm upset. It was very upset. That 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 the the problem is you you now have way too many dudes that have the same skill set. I mean, we only gave up a bag of chips to get him, so it wasn't yeah. that bad. You you have way too many slashers and not enough shooters. Not enough real shooters. Like like the those the the other two dudes they can shoot, but that's not their forte. By the way, Russ is four for eight from three. By the way, yeah, that sounds about right. Four for that's pretty good. Yeah, they played until, three games. Until, that's not bad until, at all. Until until that one game where he's zero for six. Because you know it's coming. Six threes in the you game. know it's coming. You know it's coming. That zero for Eight six threes every three games. I'm good with that. that. I'm good with that. That zero for six game is coming. It is going to be on a back. It is going to be on back to back. Is that the best you can do? I'm trying to be nice about it because I really wanted to say zero for eight, but or one for eight. Like I don't like y'all tone talking about my team right now. We've seen this happen at the Lakers already. Heard it all before. By the way, Harden would have been a perfect fit, a perfect fit for the Lakers. Just perfection. Yeah, but he didn't want to go there. Got rid of D'Angelo Russell. And replaced him with James Harden to facilitate on that team would have been a perfect fit. He didn't want to go there. So Gomi shows up and he's like, hey, can I, can I, can I come in, Marie? Can I, can I, can I visit now that you've yelled at me for no fucking reason? Have you calmed down? Huh? Huh, buddy? Huh? Can I come in? Can I, can I? Can I? I can come in? Cool. Hey, your mom said I can come over and play. So, hey, Hank, look. Look at this map. Look at it. You were right, bro. Blue meth is being sold everywhere. Hank don't give a fuck no more. <laughs> everywhere. You did that. Hank's not a Virgo. I did, In this moment, I realized Hank is not a Virgo. And Hank was like, he was like, you were right about everything, bro. And Hank was like, I wasn't right, nigga. I got a phone call literally one minute before them motherfuckers came to kill me. Somebody snitched. Ain't that a bitch? Motherfucking popos at my front door, nigga. I think Skylar thought it was, uh, I think Skylar thinks it was Walt, the way she was looking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Walt, Walt was like, really, Walt was like, that is intriguing. (laughs) You got a call from somebody who knows your number, and it wasn't me or Jesse or Saul's secretary. Hmm. Walt at that point just realized that his own life was in danger, and that Gus saved his ass. Yep. Because he thinks that Gus steered the cousins away from Walter and on the Hank, which we know to be true, because... Gus was like, I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all the green light like John Legend. <laughs> the guy who actually killed Tuco. Right? Nigga, I'm ready for y'all to go right now. <laughs> I give you the green light. <laughs> Walt, I mean, Walt's a pretty intuitive man to figure that out, though. Yeah. But he also, this is the intuitive part, that Gus called Hank to ensure there was a shootout. 
which as a result, the U.S. and Mexican government would strengthen vigils on their borders and cut off the supply of meth from Mexico, opening up everything for Gus. Yep. That's some intuitive shit right there for your ass. Yep, because the, he ain't got he ain't got to worry about this stuff crossing the border. And now, <laughs> Gus, we've all I, I don't know if y'all did. I know I did back in the day when it was just uh, before it was even blackberries and all that shit. There was uh, what were they called? PDAs, like just Palm Pilots. Palm Pilots, and on Palm Pilots, there was one game and one game only. Snake. Fuck you, drug wars, nigga. Oh, I thought it was Dope great. Wars, man. What? Dope Wars was the best. And so what you would do is you would go from area to area as the price of certain bricks went up. So if the price of cocaine was down in your area, you would go to the other area, dodging cops and shit like that. It was a text-based game. And you would sell cocaine at a higher price there. Gus just found a place where meth is highest priced in the entire fucking world because he caused it to happen. And so he's about to lay out monopoly style prices. The price of the brick is going up. And so what Jesse told uh, Walt at the beginning is absolutely right. Nigga, we're getting three million. How much is he about to get? So he goes to talk to Gus and he lays out his conclusions to him. And he's like, yo. I owe you my life. I respect this strategy. I ain't got no funk with it. But what happens when the three months are over? Can we? What? I, I just want security for my family. What are we doing here? Don't kill me. But what are we doing? You know, my, my brother's DEA. What are we doing? Gus is like, I right, man, look, there's 12 months in a year. I'm going to give you 15 million a year to keep producing meth for me forever my my problem i have one small problem with this why didn't he negotiate 15 million each because he ain't never thought about jesse never never ever but but if you don't negotiate what jesse's getting then that means jesse gets half of your shit can't think about that my man getting ninety something mil off of this shit. At you least couldn't, you couldn't negotiate the same deal that you got for Jesse. Like, At least you got to keep that in mind. At least because the ninety something million was based on what Jesse was making on the block for his meth. Yeah, and then the price. The, price, the price of that. Yeah, by far. So let's say it literally can double easily mm-hmm. to eighty per pound. That means that instead of 90 million, he's making 180 million to year three. Because that was just off the three months. Yeah. So 180 million to year three, which is what? 6%? Maybe? Less than that? Yeah. It, it, yeah, just like, come on, dog. Like, think think about this a little bit. Mm-mm. So Walt, after it's all said and done, thinks about it and decides to try and commit suicide by driving into an oncoming truck. But this nigga pussy. 
So he pulls away at the last minute. Close his eyes in the whole nine yards. This is how I'm going to go out. No, I don't want to do it. No, I think why, I don't, why you I don't think he was doing I, that. I don't think he was doing that. I think he was like, nigga, I'm golden. I could do anything. I could close my fucking eyes right now. And oh, I'm no, still gonna be that. all right. I don't like, think he was golden. I, can... I think that nigga was like in a hole. It didn't come off as the, like that to me. It it came off as a it came off as a I'm, I, it came off as a, I'm a Teflon nigga right now situation for me. I can straight up close my eyes right now. I can almost see it coming off as a heat check, but I'm still struggling with it. What were you saying, uh, Brandon? No, I was asking you why you think he was doing it. Because, I mean, I don't care how hot you think you are. I'm not going to drive into the other lane and close my eyes and take my hands off the steering wheel unless I'm trying to kill myself. But why would that's that's not a way of showing I got the juice it? to me. Huh? You think he feels guilt over what happened to Hank? I think he still does, yes. Because even though he's he's admitting, I know you saved my life. Which means that his boss chose him over his brother-in-law. Which is fine. But that's something that Why would Walt has to contend with. It, it it doesn't make any sense for him to choose the brother-in-law. But that's something that he has to contend with. Yeah. He almost lost his life because of me. This did almost happen because of me. That's all. Also, Ted showed up the fucking house and Skylar was like, nigga, why are you here? That shit was the, like, this, what are you doing? He's like, yo, your your husband ain't here. Like, I thought I was good. He he was very much, he is very much the 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 chick. Well, you promised me that she when she was gone, you was gonna be my man. Type John he showed up to the crib. Like, hey, I was just checking to see how you was doing. Hey, what's going on, Marie? Uh, my name is Dick Rammer. Um, he, he he got full side chick syndrome right now. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen you seven whole days. So I'm going to just show up at your house. Yep. And, and, and she's just like, I don't want my sister to know this shit, nigga. If you don't move the fuck on. But for real, though. What's up with me and you? We we working? Me and you? We making this happen? Can there be a me and you? If not, then I don't, what are we doing? And she was like, just go home and we'll talk about it. He was like, fuck you then. Basically, that was a sigh. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, oh shit, man. I, I guess I guess just showing up here today was a bad idea. I mean. I, I don't know. Like I thought we was, I, I thought we was better than that. No, the fuck we're not, Ted. Go, the fuck home. Go home. Not at all. We're not better than that. Brandon, you got anything? 
No, man, I'm just loving this. I'm glad y'all got me to watch this show. I'm interested in what Scar is going to pick next. I started thinking about that because we're on on season four. You're not picking Black Mirror. Yeah, we already said we can't do Black Mirror. We can't do Black Mirror. It's still going. That's the rule of the show. We lay that out. That's why I knew you were going to say it, but we already stated that. It took for them to come out with a new season, and as I understand it, the new season is trash. Like, we ain't even got to watch that shit. (laughs) It's still still going. I know you got some other shows. I know he does, too. That shit done. We don't need to deal with that. Scar, I mean, I, I mean, Scar had the best show so far. I can't lie. Not even Naki was shocking, but I, I Orphan Black up, was the shit. I could, I could, I'd probably come up with a backup show. But like the other show that I want to do as a backup show, you can't find it easily. That's What's my that? the the Shield. I heard the Shield was great. It's not the Shield is on Hulu. Is it Hulu? It should like, be because it's an FX show, and if it's not on there, then I just buy one. The Shield is on Hulu. That is correct. Okay. Then that's that's the backup plan. I've never seen The Shield. I haven't either, but I heard it was great. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, How many backup. seasons is it? Seven seasons. 13 episodes a season. Okay. That's not bad. We could do that. Okay. Yes. Well, actually, the later seasons only got 10 episodes. Yeah. It started to get a little weird after a while, but yeah. I heard The Shield was great. What I'm just I'm telling y'all right now, Scar, when it comes all the way back around to me, you know what show we're doing. <laughs> you you said we're not doing the wire. We're doing snowfall. Oh yeah, I I, I, oh, I didn't seen, finish snowfall. It's I've finished. Seen, it's I've finished. It's legitimately season. finished, so we can talk snowfall. I've only seen the first season, so that works out for me. Well, when it's my turn, we're either doing the expanse or fuck yeah. Scandal. I I would I would be more than willing to watch the Expanse again. <laughs> Why is Rashadi doing that? The Expanse is a great fucking show, dog. It's like, an incredible fucking show. Mm-hmm. You lucky I didn't say. You all have to take as notes as well. on it. You know How we haven't done a comedy have... yet, other than uh, Cocaine Cougars. How many times <laughs> do we have to explain this? Was Cocaine Cougars even the comedy? I it was. <laughs> I mean, the later seasons of Oz was a comedy. That was kind of. A comedy. I'm listening to that shit on on Spotify right now too. Uh, what Oz. You, That's man. I just got to the point where uh, Hank Schillinger um, Beecher asked Pankamo to kill Hank. And Payne Combo came back to him literally two hours later. He's like, it's done. You don't understand. I've been wanting to do a scandal podcast for so long. I just, Fine, we could so do scandal ep- before we do The Expanse. It's just so many episodes. I don't know how we would do it. Me neither. It's Scandal is good for the first few seasons. And, and like... <laughs> And it, like you don't even you don't even watch the show for Olivia no more after the first maybe two or three. Okay, seasons. so the first season was seven episodes, so that's easy. That's not the bad. second episode season was like twenty nine, right? And then twenty two. Yes, and then, and then <laughs> you start you start watching the show for her dad more than her, and you start watching it for her dad and Huck. Exactly. Season two and season four had twenty two episodes. All the other ones were in the teens. Jesus Christ. I, and it's I, an hour long. It's not like it's a 30 minute long episode. 
I well, it's an hour long network show, so it's really only forty minutes. We do commercials. I saw. I was. I've been watching like clips of House, and then there was an episode. There was the episode that uh, that he played in. The guy played uh, Papa Pope, um, and then that made me go watch the Europe Boy. <laughs> like, bruh, when he when he hit my man's off with that, like he's his speeches were so great. That's the, and that's the reason why you kept watching that show because it's like it just I know he gonna give me one. His speeches were pretty incredible. I don't know what Rashani has against the Expanse, though. Yeah, like what's that's, what's that's your thing weird. against the Expanse? You didn't even watch it. What do you have against it? It's just we not can, my. It's like an awesome cup. fucking TV show. We, it's not right. my cup of tea. Okay, fine, fine. Can, we'll watch really, it and we're gonna love it. Okay, cool. So, or I can really fuck with. A no, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch the Expanse. That's cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Battle Star. Expanse is scandal. Battle Star. Expanse. Okay. No, no, we're gonna watch the Expanse. That's fine. Just Expanse is scandal or Game of Thrones. No, no, the Expanse. Just, when we do the Game of Thrones, that's that's when Shante will be joining the show. Why? Because she hates it or because she loves it. Both. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah, the last season broke her heart. That's another show I've only <laughs> seen the first season of. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit up Brandon on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Oz was that whole frame we're all saying a cool blick. Yeah. Sorry about that, bro. That. It yeah, it was horrible. Um Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. That's I'm like there at Ratchet Book Club. Fetch You're not making fetch happen. Man, no. I bet you Never. I can. Never. Um, you can leave review for the show on Spotify. It takes 13 seconds. You can also leave review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app and copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. And you could donate to the show and leave a tip in the tip jar on the Good Pods app. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.